Most website owners, they get very tunnel vision, myself included, by the way. And, you know, they might be making good money off the website, you know, with just one offer. We try and look for multiple offers that we can then put onto the website or just alternative monetization. And then also what we will look at is, is that website maximizing the traffic? This is the Passive Wealth Strategy Show, the show that will teach you how to build wealth with real estate without buying yourself another job. I'm your host, Taylor Lote, and today our guest is Matt Rod. Matt is a different kind of real estate investor. He invests in what he calls online real estate. He buys underperforming websites, fixes them up, and gets them generating cash flow. He then either holds or sells those websites. Today, we're digging into this interesting and unique business model, how he finds underperforming websites and the actions that they take to turn underperforming websites into performers. This is a different conversation than we're really used to having, but really informative and interesting. There are a lot of folks out there who are interested in this space of buying websites online and getting them fixed up and performing. So I thought it'd be interesting to have this conversation about what he calls online real estate. Really fascinating. Hopefully you will enjoy and learn something with us today. Once again, I'm your host, Taylor Lote. I'm a real estate investor. I focus on multifamily and self-storage investing. If you'd like to learn more about potentially investing with us in the future, just go to investwithtaylor.com or click the link in the show notes. Don't forget to subscribe and catch us here in the future. Right now, once again, our guest is Mad Rad. Let's go. Matt, thanks for joining us today. I'm excited to talk about online real estate and your journey, lessons you've learned along the way. Before we get into that, can you tell our listeners about what you do and how you got started in the website investing space? Sure, Taylor. Thanks so much for having me on. Yeah, I know it's it's quite different. So our background with my wife, I've been in business for the last 30 years, basically buying and selling businesses. That's what Liz and I do. But over the last 15 years, we changed the strategy to buy, renovate and sell websites or online businesses. And I guess we, we liken it to like what you are teaching your people or your community of that idea of buying a rundown asset, renovating it, and you either flip it or you keep it for the cash flow. And, but we're doing this with online businesses. So we literally treat these online businesses, I guess, like you'd you know, virtual real estate that it's pretty much online real estate for us. And the, the advantage is because we, we've been entrepreneurs ever since we started going out, like, like for Liz and I, we started out as young entrepreneurs. This was 30 odd years ago. And as you can imagine, our biggest problem back then was, was money. Like how do you go to the bank to raise money? And, you know, for that journey of buying traditional businesses, we were always in debt to the bank, skirting on the edge of you know, not such good financial sometimes because some businesses work, some don't. So when the internet came along, what we love about it is very high cash flow, and we don't need to go into big debt anymore. You can buy small websites and build them up into big websites and flip them for big money. And that's basically what we do. And now we teach people how to do it as well. Awesome. Well, hopefully our listeners will get some lessons out of this discussion today. I'm sure they will. So in real estate, when we look to buy an undervalued or underperforming asset, fix it up and sell it for more later, we have to be able to envision or quantify that delta. We have to be able to see 
the undervalued state today, but also what it could be. In the website space, how do you even begin to approach that problem of, okay, there's a potential here that's not being realized? Awesome question. Yeah, that that's actually the, the crux of it. You're right. That's one of the skills that we teach, and that is through what we call market research and keyword research. What you can do, the beautiful thing with websites compared to bricks and mortar businesses is you've got to realize every single thing online is tracked. All the clicks are recorded. So when you've got that knowledge combined with, there's a lot of data out there that you can look at online to measure the validity of certain niches that we go into. So basically what we're doing is I guess we've got benchmarks. We, we're buying very specific kinds of sites. We're not doing e-commerce. I should actually mention that. That's pretty important. We don't buy e-commerce websites. So most people see us and think, oh, you know, you're buying Amazon sites or e-commerce sites. We do none of that. We want nothing to do with physical inventory because that's tying up our money. That was our biggest problem as entrepreneurs always is cash flow. So we buy what's called content websites. And basically we make money off advertising and affiliate offers. There's hardly any capital expenditure beyond buying the rundown asset or the, the website. And so what we do to answer your question, we, we might look at a website and we'll see several things. We've got these strategies around, well, we know how to monetize websites a lot better, but also we can look at a niche, any niche online and through keyword research, determine what's the upside here. You know, what, what's the potential? It's very similar to what you do with real estate, where you kind of, once you get into real estate, you know, the values, the actual values of the real estate and what they can be if they're renovated. We just do exactly the same thing. We've been doing it for so long now that we know if we renovate a website, you know, fix up certain things, we can realistically expect it to, you know, maybe double over the next one to two years. That's generally our, our goal with most websites. Okay, so as far as maybe key performance indicators or factors that you look mm -hmm. for, there's keyword rankings maybe on the search engines. You might look at the yep. amount of traffic a certain site is generating and think you can get it to That's... a multiple of that. But what are some other things you might look for in that way? Yep. So the, the two big ones are profit and traffic. That's that's we live and breathe by that. So the traffic leads the eyeballs to the website. So when we're doing this, when we're determining what's the upside here, all our initial due diligence, website due diligence, is we're looking at how many other keywords can we add onto the website? What content can we put onto this website that will accelerate the traffic growth? But then yes, monetization is huge. So what we're looking at is we will often go into niches we know nothing about. I noticed it's, here's an interesting story, Taylor. I noticed you're, you're into jujitsu. Mm -hmm. We, we don't know anything about jujitsu, but we've owned several jujitsu websites <laughs> over the years and they've done really well. We had one that was like one of the, it was a very high ranking jujitsu website. It's a really good niche. So we don't know anything about it, but typically I'd say with that particular website, when we first got the opportunity to buy it, all we did was we looked around. Google searched all around the topic of jujitsu. And we literally just looked at a bunch of other sites and saw how they were monetizing. And we noticed the site that we were buying had hardly any monetization. I just had a bit of affiliate offers for jujitsu uniforms, jujitsu, what do you call them? Geese. Geese. Yeah, uh, geese. Yeah, see, I should know that. And that's how the site was making money. But we noticed in the niche, oh, there's other really cool affiliate products we can promote on there, like pads 
training programs. You could put, you can get direct advertisers. So what we were doing, we, it literally just takes a couple of hours. You look around, it's really good fun. You look around the niche, you're kind of checking out what else is out there and you just do a Google search for affiliate offers. And because most website owners, they get very tunnel vision, myself included, by the way. And, you know, they might be making good money off the website, you know, with just one offer. We try and look for multiple offers that we can then put onto the website or just alternative monetization. And then also what we will look at is, is that website maximizing the traffic? Maybe the, the main offers are hidden somewhere deep inside the website. And on that particular site, the offers were hidden. It only had a few good review articles about some really popular geese. And they were, they were hidden within the website. So what we do is we, we then think, well, how can we get the best offers onto the homepage or in front of all the traffic? And so that's the sort of thing we're, we're planning when we're doing our due diligence. Interesting. Okay. So as someone who I have a few websites myself for this podcast and also for my real estate business and on my podcast website, passivewealthstrategy.com, I have a couple of blog posts and articles that are very highly ranked in Google. And I put an awful lot of work into getting to that. And I know how much it takes to get the search engines to start recognizing you and bringing you more traffic. So how do you approach that problem of bringing traffic to a site that's underperforming? That's a huge problem. That's the huge opportunity. That's the thing that we love the most. That's what we're actually, that's what we call a rundown website. So we love buying passion sites in niches. So what, what we're really doing, here's the inside tip of what we're really doing with websites. We are trying to find websites that help solve problems for people. Like Zig Ziglar used to remember him, the old sale that mm-hmm. the, we love Zig Ziglar. He, he taught us everything we need to know about sales, but he used to say, the more people you help, the more money you will make. And online, that's literally what we do. When we first started, we realized when you go online, the sort of sites we're into are basically answering people's questions. So like a jujitsu site or your, or your passive wealth site, people are wanting to learn how to get wealthier. They're looking for tips, how to's. So understanding that is a huge opportunity because there's a lot of sites out there where people set up these passion sites but they don't optimize it for what you said, for, for SEO, for traffic. And they don't know the skills. They just blog about it and they, you know, they don't, they don't optimize it. So what we're looking for is these passion sites where they're owned by relatively, you know, unsophisticated people, but they're passionate about their sport or the, or, you know, teaching people about wealth. And then they typically, after owning those sites for ideally two to five years, they're kind of like, ah, it's not working for me. I'll just sell it cheap. And that's when we come in and we can, you know, we're hunting around looking for these bargains. You don't find them every day, but it's good fun looking for them. And what we do is we just renovate them. And for us, that challenge that you said of getting traffic in, when you know what you're doing, that's the fun part. That is definitely the opportunity. Now, it's not a get rich quick thing. It's not like you renovate it and the very next month, you know, the traffic comes flooding in. It takes typically two to three years on the traffic side. But where we do get the quick wins is when we renovate it with much better monetization. That is when we can literally double a website's income within a couple of months. 
But the traffic bit is that what what I want to say to anyone listening to this, what you've got to realize, whilst it sounds not mega exciting, you know, waiting two to three years as you build it out, you've got to understand something that is hugely, hugely valuable now. That is the actual asset of the website. So big buyers pay big, big money for websites that are ranking long-term. And they're becoming... They're becoming even more valuable now with AI content. So real content. So like you just said, Taylor, you're, you know how you just mentioned those couple of articles? That's the sort of thing that is absolute gold. That, Like as of today, you're thinking, well, gets lots of traffic, but what's the real value of that? <laughs> I'm telling you, potentially in, a, in the wealth niche, long term over the next 10 years, any article that gets lots of traffic is hugely valuable. At the very least, you can stick an ad on it or a direct advertiser. That's worth money because you got to remember these sites work 24-7 and they compound. They're compounding machines. They literally compound. So start, if you're listening to this and you're interested in websites, don't just view websites as something that you see in front of you on your screen every day. These are actual assets, particularly content is hugely valuable now. Real content going forward is hugely valuable. And all you need to learn is, this and I know I make it sound really easy and it, it, it takes time, but if you know how to SEO, this is the thing we're passionate about. If you know how to what's called search engine optimize articles and build on those, and that's how, basically how we're renovating these sites, you're creating a hugely valuable asset for the future. Great. So let's talk about building out the website, building up some of the SEO, building up the mm -hmm. content. How do you approach that problem? Because I imagine once you have a few sites going, it can be really tough to come up with that content, especially if you're not a, yeah. an expert in that particular mm -hmm. niche or yeah. market. So you have teams, you hire people to do that. What do you do? It's This is where we find, and a lot of our clients feed this back to us. It's a very creative process. Our clients we call it keyword research, which is kind of basically market research, like I mentioned with ju the jujitsu side. And how you build it out, I'll give you I'll give you two really good examples from actual students of ours. We have a stay-at-home mum, Lisa. She's one of our really successful clients that we taught this process. And she bought a very simple exercise website about and it's an affiliate site. And she learned actually actually learned on another site that was quite small, around two thousand dollars. And she learned this idea of SEO and basically it's just posting content, regular content. So she posted two articles a week. She's not a writer at all. Her English isn't strong or anything. You just hire writers on a site like called Upwork or Fiverr, any of those outsourcing websites. There's really good writers out there now. And she hired writers, posted two articles a week, and she got that site up to making $1,000 a month. So that's net after the cost of the two articles a week and everything like that. And she increased the value of that site quite a bit. But what, where it got really exciting was in that process, so that was how she learned to do this. This is someone that doesn't write articles herself. She knew nothing about the topic. And I was coaching her and I said to her, you've got this other exercise site. Now I know that niche really well. And I said, I think that's a big winner. So that site she bought for $2,000. It's just this little basic beginner website under two grand. It's exactly what, where, how we tell people to get started in this space. She started posting two articles a, a week to it. Then she upped it. And at this point, she hired two writers on Upwork. Plus, then she would do the SEO bit because she'd learned how to do it. 
She went up to four articles a week. That site started making $5,000 a month net. So that's net. And then over three years, she kept growing it. And it now makes anywhere from oh, up to around 20,000, this is US, 20,000 to $30,000 a month. Now she's had $30,000 a month, months on that. And that's just with two writers and one, she's since added in an editor plus herself. So that's her team. And we had one of the world's biggest website brokers live at, in front of one of our audiences at our boot camp say to Lisa, if you let me sell that site, I'll sell it for you for a million dollars in the next two weeks. And that's a site that cost her two grand. After about three to four years, there's a million dollar asset sitting there. And it's, it's just, that's, that'll be there for the next 10 years. It's a, and she, to this day, she posts two articles a week onto that site. So in terms of her team, she's a real estate investor. That's typically how she's, her and her family, she, yeah, they, they, she didn't have to work or anything like that. Full disclosure, she was in that lucky position where she'd already made lots of money in real estate, but to her, she now does this full time. So she's bought other sites, which she's doing exactly the same process, rinse and repeat. Same writers, and they know nothing about the topic, but she's since hiring expert writers in that exercise niche, which are really easy to find. They're on Upwork or she's found them in Facebook forums, professional athletes, ex-professional athletes. They like to do a bit of extra blogging and stuff. So she just hires them to write these articles. And then she SEOs it though. And these things rank and it's a volume play. It's about getting high quality content out there that answers questions to people who are looking how to get fit. And yeah, three years later, that's a seven figure business. Wow. And I know that's an extreme example, but it's kind of not. That's what we see. That's what we do day in, day out. You don't always hit the massive big wins like that, of course. But you, what I want to reiterate here is once you know what you're doing, you've got to learn how to do it first. You're not the person that's writing the articles or even SEOing everything. You just got to learn it first. And we get people to practice on small little sites, buy them under $1,000 or $2,000, just practice. And then once you get it, then you can step it up and you can start buying bigger sites and fix them up. But typically the team you need to get going with this is just a couple of writers and they charge anywhere from 30 to 50 bucks an article. That's pretty much it. It's not too bad. That's not too expensive. So one of the things yeah. that I've observed in really any online business or entrepreneurship space is that there are folks present, whether it's real estate or online business in general or e-commerce, which you, you don't do, but either way, there are a lot of folks that are either selling snake oil or nonsense or things that don't work or outright scams. And we've covered some of those on the show in the past. But, you know, what are your thoughts on how folks can avoid those, you know, to, for want of a better term, those scams in this space? So, that, so this is like buying and selling any business. And because there are no geographical barriers now, you've got people from literally all around the world. And obviously, you know, being blunt about it, a lot of the scams are going to come from third world countries because to them, they want to get out of poverty and they're happy to push the limits on whatever they do. And now, because for us here in America and well, we're in Australia, very similar to America, you know, all of a sudden, all of us can buy websites from anywhere around the world. First and foremost, you need to be educated on how to do due diligence, just like any investment. You know, our backgrounds buying, selling bricks and mortar businesses. That was the number one lesson we had to learn how to do due diligence. We lost money there doing that. You know, we've bought and sold lots and lots of businesses over the years. It's something we're very passionate about. And when you get online, we feel that 
being online, picking up the scams is actually, when you know what you're doing, it's easier than with bricks and mortar businesses because everything's click tracked. But it's about being aware as well where the scams come from. And when we first started online, we started buying websites around when the GFC hit. It was the wild, wild west. There were no barriers. There were no brokers vetting deals or anything like that. It is, Taylor, it's changed dramatically. Now it's like the real estate industry or where, you know, in real estate industry, you have brokers, real estate agents. Well, now with websites, it's the same thing. Now they know the biggest problem in our industry is what you just mentioned. In the past, it was well known for lots of scams because like I said, there are, there are people willing to, to scam it to sell a website for five grand, 10 grand or whatever. It's a lot of money in a third world country. They know they had to clean that up. So staying safe, I would recommend, especially when you first start out, is buy your first websites via a broker, the legitimate broker. And there's lots of them like Flipper is one of the main ones we recommend or Empire Flippers or Quiet Light or FE International, they're big brokers. These guys are handling millions of dollars worth of deals every, you know, every day. Literally, there will be a couple of hundred to a thousand listings on the Flipper platform any day of the week. And they know they have to, to a degree, pre-vet the deals and the sellers. So there's, so the good thing is it's evolved a lot. The scams are still out there though. You still need to educate yourself and know what you're getting into but it's way less than what it used to be. So because it's a lot more legitimate now, the online businesses, especially since COVID, people realize, oh, wow, these things are hugely valuable. They're actual real businesses, particularly if they're established. And that's the other thing in due diligence, you're looking for, you don't want to buy a brand new startup website. You want to be buying established websites that have got a track record. And the good thing is if you can get access to Google Analytics, which every webmaster should have, basically it's a free program that tracks every single click on a website provided by Google, on any broker platform, any listed website will give you access to Google Analytics. Now that's very difficult to fake now. And basically you get a live look in at the live traffic coming into the website. And if you know what you're looking for, it's pretty easy to verify that the traffic's real. And the brokers do that for you now anyway. But I do want to reiterate, if you're starting out in this, Please don't rush out and buy, you know, a six-figure website without learning how to do due diligence. That would be silly. It's very lucrative if you know what you're doing, but just learn how to do due diligence and start out small and safe. Buy something under two or three grand and practice like Lisa did. Well, I appreciate you urging caution in that regard. I always encourage people yep. to, you know, look before you leap and make smart decisions. Minimize yes. your risk. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Well, right now we're going to take a quick break for our sponsor. All right, Matt, I've got three questions I ask every guest on the show. Are you ready? Awesome. Yep. Great. First one, what is the best deal you've ever done or the best investment you've ever made other than in your education? Okay. That would have to be one of our first websites that went really, was very, very successful for us. And we got to put together all our knowledge of buying and selling businesses over the last 20 years prior to that. And this was back in, I think it was around 2009, we bought this really cool website we did all our full due diligence process. We were just kind of practicing and, and learning everything. And we bought this affiliate website for $19,000 US. So most of the sites we buy are in the States and it was a private approach and it was making $1,900 a month net. So we bought on what's called a 10 times monthly multiple. So $19,000. 
and literally by looking at it, had a lot of traffic. And like your site, Taylor, we noticed through looking at Google Analytics that most of the traffic was just going to two pages that were hidden deep inside the website and they had no monetization on them. So we weren't particularly technical at the time, but Liz, my wife, looked at it and said, hang on a minute, why don't we put the main affiliate offer on this page? We're getting like so, tens of thousands of visitors every month coming to these pages. Let's see what happens. And so we did it. And literally a week later, we we're making $3,000 a month net. So from doing that, and that's when we got really excited. And then that site just kept growing. We, we, we got it up to making five to six to $7,000 months. It would vary a bit. And it was totally passive. We, we didn't touch it. Like we just did a little bit of content on it. We kept it for many, many years. And then later on, we sold it out to a big corporate for well over six figures. Nice. So that's our best deal. Nice. We had the best and every best has a worst. <laughs> so question number two, what is the worst deal you've ever done or the worst investment you ever made? So in websites or, or actually, can I tell you in my buying and selling business career? Go ahead. Okay. The worst business we ever bought, and this is why we don't touch them at all, was a retail business. So our, our background is buying and selling typically wholesale import businesses or manufacturing businesses. We once stupidly bought a retail business, which was a lawnmower shop. We, we love outdoor power equipment and we thought we would, we had an outdoor power equipment manufacturing business at the time. We thought we'd branch out by buying a retail store, you know, that sells chainsaws, lawnmowers and stuff. And it was really, really tough. You got to work nine to five in them. You can't not turn up. And well, you work five till nine and you're open Saturdays, you're dealing with the public. We do none of that with the businesses we own now. And that was definitely our worst mistake. And it was really tough to make money because the margins were so fine on those. And we just didn't have quite the volume to make money out of that, at that store. So yeah, definitely. And so to this day, we do not touch anything to do with end customers, retail customers and selling physical inventory. How about in the website business? Have you ever had a deal go wrong? Yep, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So that that's par for the course, especially in the old days when it was when there was no good brokers back then where deals weren't vetted. We've made all the mistakes. We've bought those scam business, those scam websites where you think, oh, wow, this is great. Now, luckily, we use a portfolio approach. So we would always, we try and own, you know, out of say 10 websites, it would be the 80-20 rule. Two of them will work really well three to four of them will be kind of pretty average and a couple of them might turn into duds. Now, these days, it's the odds are a bit better, but we've, yeah, we've bought scam sites where the owners were claiming they were making, you know, $5,000 a month or whatever, and they just weren't. But that was in the old days when it, it, the scams were a lot bigger. And typically, the scams that we've bought have been from third world countries. It's part of our due diligence process. Now, if, if we're buying a site from someone in a third world country, it's a, a red flag and we're definitely on guard. Now that's us. We're, having said that, we've bought websites from third world countries that have been hugely successful, but we've definitely bought ones that have gone to zero. <laughs> well, look before you leap and do your yep. due diligence there. Great. My favorite question here at the end of the show is what is the most important lesson you've learned in business and investing? That's easy. Learn how to do due diligence. I think it would be the same in, so we, we're lucky. We, we, we've lived and breathed buying and selling businesses for many years. And I think the number one mistakes, as I just mentioned, like even 
when when I say we accidentally bought those scam mistakes, it was because we were still learning how to do, do due diligence on websites. And it was exactly the same when we bought, like you know, our worst mistake, buying a retail store. We should have done the due diligence better. Every single time, every single mistake we've made in business, it's been through not doing as good a due diligence as what we should have. And so to this day, that's what drives us. We're, we're very passionate about teaching people, hey, get due diligence right, because it's a massive money-making skill, Even like whether it's in real estate or business. So we've got some friends that I was mentioning to you, Taylor, who are you know, multimillionaires, retired, made all their money in real estate. But I'll tell you what, their number one skill is knowing how to do, do good due diligence. So that's my advice. No matter what investment field you decide to go into or specialize in, make sure you you learn how to do good due diligence because then you've got a money-making skill for life. And it's really easy. Once you know what you're doing, like for us, it's really easy to do due diligence on a website. Love it. You can make money any day of the week then. Nice. Well, thank you so much for joining us today, sharing all this knowledge. If folks want to reach out, get in touch or learn more about what you're up to, where can they track you down? Okay. So you can just Google my name, Matt Rad, and you'll find me, or you can go to our website, which is ebusinessinstitute.com.au. And you can find us there and you can yeah, go and, go and listen to some of the stories of, of our clients and you can check out our material on there. And, and if you want to start learning a little bit more about how to get into buying and selling websites, we've got some resources on that, on that website for you there. Awesome. Well, thank you once again for joining us today. To everybody out there, thank you for tuning in. If you're enjoying the show, please take a moment and leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. Don't forget to subscribe and catch us here every weekday. Right now, I hope you have a great rest of your day and we'll talk to you on the next one. Bye-bye.